I'm glad we're together today in this space. Uh, my name is Mark Cummins, and I'm the pastor at Church of Hope. And if you're a regular attender, welcome. So glad that week after week we join together in this space. And if by chance this is your first time, I'm really glad that we're beginning our friendship today. Uh, understand that this broadcast literally goes around the world for free. See, we believe that life's at its best when people discover hope in Christ. There are people who give generously so this broadcast can be reached across every continent. If you've never given, I would invite you today to give. You can go to our webpage, hopeinocala.com, and drop down on the giving bar and give a one-time gift. Or you can give generously beyond just today. And if God's blessed you, help us as we give hope around the world. But for now, I want you to open up your heart and your mind. Let Jesus speak to you because what I believe is that when we open up our minds and let Jesus speak to us, life doesn't become perfect and all the problems don't go away, but you experience his presence in you, with you, and for you. Open up your heart. Let Jesus speak to you today. Peace. My name is Emily, and I have a question for you this morning. How can you live your best life now? Today, we have the distinct privilege of hearing stories, stories from Mona, Jennifer, and Miss Olga on how we can become who God made us to be and make a difference in the lives of our family and those around us. So, Mona, as you've shared your story with me, I'm so inspired and encouraged. While you don't have biological children, you've shared that you've always trusted that God's plan for your life is the best, and you're seeing that lived out now. Tell us about this. Well, thank you, Emily, for having me, and good morning. Uh, happy Mother's Day. Um, today, I'm going to start off with reading a verse out of the book of Jeremiah. It's verse 2911. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. When I think on what this verse is saying and why it's personal for me, I think about, wow, he has plans for me for future yeah. hope and to prosper. No matter what the future may look like, his promise says my future is secure. I mean, let's face it, you know, life does happen. Situations out of my control come up, rather I see them coming or if it's completely unexpected. And I tend to want to try to take control and I have to just sit back and think, I'm not in control of this. And, and for that, that's such a peace of mind, knowing that I'm not in this alone. He, he is in control, he's going to take care of me and that I have God's assurance that he has a plan for me even whenever I can't see it. And while he won't necessarily keep me from troubles, he will give me hope and strength to help get me through it and during the midst of it. Looking back whenever I was growing up and, and even into adulthood, into adulthood, I wasn't that girl who pictured herself in the white dress. You know, I didn't 
really think about marriage or having kids. Um, it, I wasn't closed off to it, but it wasn't anything that I really had a strong desire for. It wasn't something that I pursued. I believe that if something is meant for me and is in God's plan, then he will set up those steps and I can trust God's plan for my life even whenever I can't see it. So then once I met Kyle, you guys may have seen him singing up this morning, singing up here this morning. So once I met Kyle seven years ago, now my husband, he told me right away that he had a 15-year-old daughter, Kayla. And at that time, I, it was still very new. I, I was dating, you know, I, I didn't really think much of it. I didn't have to really, you know, give it a whole lot of thought. But then as time went on, uh, we were getting closer, you know, we realized we were liking each other and, you know, we were at a stage in our life where, you know, we need to start thinking about our future. So then he introduced me, well, he invited me to, uh, to meet his family and Kayla. So during that time, my sister and a couple of my nieces, they were living with me, Avery. And I went up to Avery and I said, Avery, Kyle wants me to meet Kayla. And they're only a few weeks apart. They're really close in age. And she says, okay, I'm like, what should I do? What do I say? And she looks at me and you can tell she's trying to come, you know, think of an answer. And I say, normally, whenever I meet people, I just wanna shake their hand. She says, no, Aunt Mona, whatever you do, don't shake her hand. And I'm like, okay, okay. So as soon as we get to where we're going, the first thing I do, I shake her hand, right? <laughs> so, but although I was kind of embarrassed and kind of funny in that moment, I thought, it's okay, I was being my, myself, I was being authentic. And then after a while, you know, I was, I was invited to more events with the family. You know, the family was going through a lot, a lot of serious life issues and we were getting closer and closer. And then there were times whenever um, Kyle, he would have to, he would have work or he would have coaching duties that he would have to, to go to. So I would be with Kayla and she and I would go to dinner, we would go shopping and uh, we would even fall asleep on the couch, you know, watching movies. So then I'm thinking, okay, you know, this is really getting serious and I start asking myself some serious questions. Where am I gonna fit in? She's extremely close to her biological mom. And if I'm being honest, do I want to be with a man who already has children? These are, these are thoughts that I really never had to think about. And these questions were coming up. And then, it, you know, it's, these are things I cannot answer. I cannot answer these questions on my own. So then the next thing I knew, Kayla was singing at our wedding. It was awesome. And now she's graduated, she's um, living her best life, and, and she's really an exceptional kid. I, you know, I, I gotta be honest, she did make it a little, you know, she did make it easy for me, she's a great kid, but I trusted God's plan, and I think that over time, he prepared me for it. I mean, thank you for sharing your journey and how you trusted that even the desires that God put in your heart were for a purpose, as you read in Jeremiah 29, 11, yeah. and then how he prepared you all along for his best. Yeah. You know, all of us have a different story, a different vantage point, and we each face different uncertainty. So for those of us who are in the thick of it, yeah. we don't see what the plan is but we wanna trust God. Yeah. How can we learn to trust God's plan as best for our lives? Well, I think knowing God's plan, it's almost, you know, I feel like I can just, 
I can get overwhelmed with these thoughts, but I also feel like I can just sit back, do my part, God's gonna take care of the rest. And that kind of, it gives me ease, you know, it can, it can help me relax. And, and I really have to say, just take it day by day and moment by moment. And if you have to remind yourself every day, God's in control and I am not, and you have to cast your cares on him 10 times a day, one time a day, 50, I mean, sometimes that's what it takes. But just remember that God is in control. No, thank you. Day by day, day by remembering day. he's moment in control. Moment by moment, yes. Yeah, thank you, Mona. Yeah, thank you. You know, Miss Olga, many see your life and your story and the incredible impact that you and Mr. John, your family, are making. And maybe some even recognize that, Miss Olga, you host Christmas at the farm at Diamond Day Ranch every single mm -hmm. year, one of our favorite traditions here at Church of Hope. But what many might not know is that years ago, you learned what it means to pray and believe God for his more for your family. Tell us about this. Uh, yes, um, I believe that God is a God of more. He wants more for me. He's for me. And he loves me. And really, he wants a relationship with me. Um, all I ever wanted in my family was just peace. I wanted... Uh, <clears throat> Uh, just joy and love and uh, in the early years when I was first married uh, my husband had a drinking problem and uh, it's progressive and uh, everything I tried nothing ever really worked and I finally I said God change me change me how I react to this situation he changed my attitude uh, he changed my words my words were powerful to my husband and to my daughter. And uh, one thing I did, I said, I got help. I studied um, uh, on this problem. I educated myself. And I was going to Bible studies, Bible retreats, and uh, really just trying to grow in the Lord what he really wanted me to do for my life. And uh, <clears throat> I think your life is an example to your uh, children and, and your husband. And so uh, I always had this vision that I wanted to have for myself and uh, that I would give my testimony at church one day with sobriety, and I have. So uh, this vision and imagination has really worked out. And I think God wants us all to have a vision for our lives and a goal that he has for us. Uh, <clears throat> I just said that God always wants me to have more. And um, one thing I did, though, when I was uh, going through a lot of trials and stuff, um, I put a note in John's shoes and it says, I've never walked in these shoes. And I know that uh, I don't know what you're going through, but God knows what you're mm -hmm. going through. And he has a plan for you. And so... Uh, I just want to tell you about this one prayer that I got from this. Um, I went to a women's retreat, and the lady sitting next to me was, um, she said, well, my husband got saved last night. He is a different, he has just really, um, I'm so excited. And, and, and she said, well, uh, I said, how did he do that, or what happened? She said, my pastor wrote a prayer out for me to uh, keep praying for my husband. And so I wanted to read you this prayer this morning. The weapons of my warfare are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, 
Second Corinthians 10, 4. And the prayer is this. Lord, in the name of Jesus, I come against the strongholds Satan has erected in the mind of John. I cast down those strongholds and every high thing in the mind which exalts itself against the knowledge of God. And I release that mind to the obedience to Christ. I loose it to be reconciled to God. Amen. So I have said that prayer for many people, uh, for myself, for uh, just my loved ones in my family. And uh, I just want to say, after saying that prayer for about four months, uh, my husband went to recovery center. <laughs> so, yeah. and, uh, and so I'm just so happy that we have had sobriety in our home for many years now. And, but all through the trials and circumstances in our lives that we have, I know that <clears throat> I have learned to trust God in all situations, and his mercy and grace is so good. And uh, I just want to say, all the uh, scripture that I had to remember is that Joel 2.24, I have, uh, I will restore to you all the years that you have lost that the locust has eaten. So, uh, you know, it's been uh, rough at the first, but, you know, God always does have a plan. And it is uh, so good just to know that he's always there, he's for me, and he loves me. Thank you for sharing. <laughs> yeah. What so encouraged me, Miss Olga, as you shared that story with me, was we're on the other side of your story, and we can see like the very clear vision that one day you'd be sharing your testimony in church, <laughs> and you are, and you have before today. Yes. And so in your process of believing God and praying for his more, you've seen his faithfulness come to fruition. For those of us who maybe we feel stuck in our current situation, or we do have an obstacle in front of us, maybe some of us want to be married and we're not, or we're struggling in our home with something similar that you talked about today, how can we take a step? What's something tangible we can begin to believe and pray for God's more? Well, one thing, um, if you really want to change another person, you have to change yourself. Mm -hmm. You cannot change anyone. God has to do the changing, not you. And really uh, stay strong in the word that God does have a plan for you. Keep growing. Keep learning. Don't give up. Because God is still in control and um, just uh, really just, like I said, just keep your nose out of people's business and learn your own and know what you wanted, he wants you to do in your life. And um, I just think that's about the best thing that you can do. And you can't control anyone else or the situation, but God can. So be patient and it's love. So good. Thank you. So we're unpacking this question this morning. How do you live your best life now? How can you make a difference in those around you? We've discovered we trust God. We take it day by day. We're also discovering that we can believe and pray for God's more. And that really begins with focusing on our growth and our development. Mm -hmm. Now, as we had coffee, Jennifer, you said something that is a word dear to my heart. You looked me square in the eyes at Starbucks right down the road and said, Emily, 
I am a warrior mom, <laughs> and I love that. And literally every day, you are figuratively and literally mm -hmm. lacing up your warrior boots, and you're instilling strength in your kids. So tell us about this warrior mom vibe. <laughs> well, happy Mother's Day to everyone. Um, so when you think of a warrior, we think of only like physical strength, right, with this nice strong armor. But I also look at it as a mental strength. Um, you know, I'm a mom of two beautiful little girls. Um, I have a two-year-old and I have a seven-year-old, um, Davina and Isabella. And so Isabella, my seven-year-old, she has a very unique um, ability. It's called Katna 1A. It's a very rare genetic disorder um, that we've learned five years after birth what her diagnosis was, um, just how it affected her developmentally. So she was delayed in gross motor skills, so she can't walk and stand on her own without some sort of support, like a walker, a wheelchair, and she also wears what we call AFOs on her legs to help align her legs for balance. And so, um, you know, just parenthood in general is challenging enough especially when I was a first-time mom, and this was back in September 2015 when she was born. We didn't get her diagnosis until, um, I think it was, yeah, March of 2021. There was a lot of uncertainty. We didn't know what to expect, what to look forward to, um, you know, what she's gonna need. But we did know that, um, you know, she's gonna need some therapies. We understood that. Um, I was so nervous and had a lot of anxiety during that time because I didn't know what to expect, what answers were I gonna receive from the healthcare professionals about what may be causing her to have, you know, the delay in gross motor skills, which is mainly low muscle tone in her lower extremities. And so I just started praying, diving into the word. Um, you know, growing up, my mom and my grandmother especially, they instill that, um, that faith in me very young. Even, if, even though I didn't quite understand everything in the Bible, um, as I got older, I still held on to that. I always went back to God. I always went back to pray and ask him for strength and guidance. And so same thing as a mom, I would dive into the word. And the word to me was placing armor onto my body and also in my mind. Because I was thinking, my daughter having this disability, was it something I did? Did I, am I paying for the mistakes I made back in my 20s? You know, um, I was really trying to understand why, why is this happening? And I really haven't really gotten much answers, really, um, because it is a rare genetic disorder and it only affects less than 1% of the population. And not, every, not, any, not everybody that, is, that does have this diagnosis has the same symptoms and there's different variants. So um, it's very unique, very rare, and all I could do was just trust the Lord, you know, with just him surrounding me with the right people, the right community, um, learning what I could as a parent, because here I am learning how to, you know, be a parent. Now I'm learning all these medical terms um, and medical services and trying to, you know, help her be her voice that she needed to kind of explain what was going on. Um, and so it was, it was hard, it was challenging. Um, but you know what? There's a lot of many blessings in between. Like, I don't know if some of you here may be a mom of a child with unique abilities, whether it be ADHD or autism or intellectual disability, but Sometimes those little small milestones, when our kids hit those milestones, they may seem small to others. It's huge for us. You know, we get so excited and, and so happy. And, you know, I try to teach both my girls, my two-year-old and my seven-year-old, you know, um, how to be strong. You know, they're children of God, you know, because the world is going to tell them otherwise. The world's gonna tell them what they should be, what they should look like, whether or not they're good enough. 
And so I want to kind of speak life into them and equip them with what's to come, the challenges that they're going to face. You know, life has a lot of ups and downs. Um, but I am very blessed to be both my girl's mom. Um, I know a unique ability that is a challenge, but um, I'm so blessed that God chose me to be her mother. And just a, a quick little story, God knew my heart before I did. So I have a best friend, her name is Shanti. She's originally from South India. She moved here to the US because um, it wasn't not as accessible for her. She's in a wheelchair, she has spina bifida. And um, we met in graduate school back in the early 2000s. And um, her and I instantly became friends. I did not look at her and see like, I mean, obviously we know she's in a wheelchair, right? But it was like, hey, you wanna hang out? Let's spend time together. And she's my best friend to this day and the godmother of Isabella. Mm -hmm. And you know, just her friendship and learning as much as I did over the years, learning how to lift the wheelchair, put it in and out of the car, you know, helping her use the restroom when we would go to hotels. She needed a three-on-one kombucha so she can bathe herself. You know, God saw all of this. He was watching all of this. Little did I know, now becoming a mom and having a child with unique ability, it's like he prepared me for that time. And so I'm truly grateful and truly blessed that, you know, he surrounded me with people in my life that really spoke life into me. And even the healthcare professionals, believe it or not, Isabella has the same physical therapist, Miss Trish, she's over here somewhere. Um, since Isabella was six months old, she's been her physical therapist. She's family to us now, you know, um, and we've just been truly blessed that people can love on both my daughters, um, you know, Isabella and Davina. And Davina, boy, she's a firecracker. She has a lot of energy, <laughs> keeps me going. I'm trying to keep up half the time with her, but she is so beautiful and to see their interaction with each other, it's, it's just a true blessing amazing. Thank you yeah. for sharing your journey. <laughs> Absolutely. And the truth that being a warrior really begins in your mind mm -hmm. and the truth that you're filling yourself with and the people you're surrounding yourself with. Yes. So walk us through, you know, if we want to be this warrior, this person of strength for the people around us, for our children, what's a step that we can take today, Jennifer? Well, a step that really helped me um, was plugging myself into a community. You know, the first year of parenthood, I felt alone. I felt a little helpless. I couldn't control a lot of things. And um, I was kind of scared to step out. I'm like, would someone really understand what I'm going through? You know, this is like a different journey. And so when I got plugged into a mom's group, I remember um, getting plugged into mops, moms or preschoolers. It was weird because I was looking at it on Facebook and I saw mops and I thought it was like a cleaning supply or something, um, but it's actually moms or preschoolers. And then I got plugged in during the pandemic mm -hmm. with the Help Club for Moms, um, which is virtual. They have a lot of um, support and resources for moms, absolutely free. Um, and you know, I really needed that at that time because I was pregnant with Davina during the pandemic. And here I am homeschooling my child at the time, um, doing her physical therapy, occupational therapy and speech in the home while they're guiding me through through everything virtually, and then also being pregnant with Davina <laughs> and having a new dog in the mix too, by the way. Um, so just plugging yourself with community to, so that you have that support. Um, people can pray for you. I would have a prayer partner, um, Alma, and she was from the Help Club for Moms, and we used to set aside time to pray, even if it's in the car on Carline, 
praying for each other, listening to a devotional, a, po a Christian podcast. I mean, really diving yourself into the word because to me, that's like placing that armor. Like I feel like a superhero, like standing up and pieces of the armor are just <laughs> attaching to my body and mind, you know, because renewing the mind is also important too, yeah. to know your identity in Christ and that there's no such thing as a perfect mom. Believe me, <laughs> we all make our mistakes, but there is such thing as a good mom and God chose you to be that mom for your children. So powerful. And before we move on to finally answering this question of living our best life, you've got to share about your Wonder Woman and how you really are breathing <laughs> this warrior vibe into your girls. Tell us about that. So Wonder Woman, we love Wonder Woman in our household. <laughs> and so um, I have it framed in my daughter's room, their identity in Christ. So it has Wonder Woman and that they are unique, they are loved, um, they're forgiven. And also, um, my daughter has the AFOs on her legs, and you've probably seen her around. Um, I always tell her, those are Wonder Woman boots, okay? It gives you the strength you need. <laughs> and then she laughs, and, she, and they love wearing Wonder Woman dresses and costumes, and even my daughter, Davina, had a birthday party this week, and she wore all Wonder Woman. Not a princess dress, <laughs> she wanted Wonder Woman. I love so, that. So, um, I mean, it's just, speaking life into them is so, so important because, like I said, the world is going to say so many different things, going to send so many different messages, and I just want them to know what their identity in Christ is yeah. and to trust the Lord because even within the midst of my brokenness that I felt during that time as a mom, like I had no control, I knew to go to God. I knew to seek him. I knew he'll give me the strength I need to be there for my girls, for my family, mm -hmm. and even for myself and for my community because he's taking that brokenness and he's using it. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I'm just going with whatever he tells me to do. You got to obey God. Yes. No, thank you so much for sharing that, Jennifer. And how true for all of us, the power of the words that we really are speaking our kids and the people around us catch those words and then they begin to believe them. And it starts with our identity. So to live our best life today really begins rooted in, we trust God in this day. I trust him today and he's got tomorrow. Then I can pray and believe God's best and more for my life, having a vision. And that it all starts with me growing me, becoming who God made me to be. And then we can rise as this warrior, and it's really rooted in what we believe about ourselves and the people we invite to speak into our lives. And that's the power of small groups here at Church of Hope and how we're connected in community. I mean, Church of Hope, how special has this morning been? What a gift to hear these stories. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Miss Olga, Jennifer, Mona. So good. Actually, put your hands together. 
And that's, that doesn't mean because you're a mom or inspiring to be a mom or you're not a mom. It's because you're a lady. God created you. God designed you. He favored the world with you. It's not lost on me on a day like today and in the cultural setting in which we now find ourselves that your value gets diminished almost every single day through advertising and marketing, through the entertainment that we watch, conversations in our culture, what happens in the workplace, even sometimes what happens under the steeple at a place called a church. But please be reminded, ladies, of this truth. God's calling. He wants you to hear me. Pick that up. The missteps of humans never never diminishes God's declared value of who you are as a woman. Never, never, never. You don't have to have a certain degree. You don't have to have a certain body type. You don't have to be married or unmarried. You don't have to have children or have children be a grandparent or not a grandparent. You are valuable because God spoke you into existence. And on this day, we celebrate you. Some of the notes I wrote down, I want to just point you to, to remind you. Number one, Mona, I hope, I know you alluded to it, but I want to make sure there's a yellow highlighter across it. Dating is, <laughs> is complex in, in this culture today, right? I couldn't even imagine. I'm so thankful I've got Linda. The idea of dating, like, I don't even want to think about that. That's like... Let's go to the bathroom right now. I'm having an upset stomach. But dating a man with a teenager, it took me like 12 years to get warmed up to having two teenage daughters. I can't imagine overnight it happening. But you didn't run. You leaned in. You trusted God. And I've watched your husband. I can say without a shadow of doubt that man would not be that man without you. I, I've watched Rose be filled on Sundays as he influences his team to come and to hear the gospel of Jesus Christ. So that's good. So for all of us, we ain't got no excuse when it comes to being courageous because if you can date a guy who's got a 15-year-old daughter, you can do anything, all right? Number two. All the men in the house who are married, listen up. Tomorrow morning, if you find a note in your shoe, your woman's praying for you. And let me say something. I'm looking at her husband. If God does in you what he did in John, you're in miracle territory, guys. good stuff now the other thing Olga that you said that is so true because all of us men, women, human beings in this space 
in the workplace, in your neighborhood, on your campus, wherever you might be, you engage with other human beings. And there are human beings in the world who frustrate you. Am I saying the truth? We all have at least one. Do not look to your left. Do not look to your right right now. Don't, don't, no, okay, no, no. We all have humans who agitate us, frustrate us, right? If you listened closely, what Olga gave was pure gold. Because most of us want to change them. We want them to behave better. We want them to act better. We want them to be better. We want them, they're doing something that irritates us. And the thought process is let's get them to change. And Olga, pure gold, you said, change yourself first. Change me. And to all the ladies, um, things might not be best in your marriage. And I get it, the temptation is to kind of take that posture, you know, that hip that's out and kind of, kind of, you know what I'm talking about? I, I, I get it, but how's that working for you? The best way to change a man is not to lecture him, not to withhold something from him, not to put him in the doghouse, not to disrespect him in front of others. I, I know he's ornery, I know he's living less than best, but if you want to change him, change him on your knees. Pray and ask God to show up in a supernatural way. Because God promises to. He loves your husband. And then Jennifer, to kind of put the wrapping on everything today. This going to be a three-part series. You guys, you guys delivered the goods today. Um, first of all, I just absolutely love the Wonder Woman thing. And let me say to all the moms and dads in the house, if you got a little girl, like I'd think about putting something in that room. L let me tell you, if you don't speak to your daughter's identity, the culture is ready to tell her who she is. God gave you that girl. God gave you those boys to speak into them, to help them, to shape them who God created them to be. And the more you can have tangible moments, I'd love to see a picture of that. If, I don't know if you have one on your phone, share it with me. I want to see, see, see that picture. Um, um, and mine are 30 and 32, and they don't even live in my house, but anything I can do to help speak value over them, I, I want to I do that. But then she said something else. Did you catch it? She said, you got to dive into, anybody remember what she said? Into what? Into the Word of God. You missed that. Okay. Dive into God's Word. My mind, Jennifer, and then you said, right, because it's like putting on, on the armor of God. That's what she said. And then she was able to go out. My, my, my mind actually pictured the swimming pool because you, you dive into a swimming pool. And when you dive into the swimming pool, you get covered in water. To me, I don't even think it's a coincidence because every person who makes a decision for Jesus, the next best step in following Jesus is water baptism. And we take you and we immerse you under the water to come up out of that water and this whole theme this morning to step out and live your best life because now you are covered 
in God's grace and His mercy. And so for some of us, we, we need to get wet. We need to dive into God's Word, and we need to have our entire body saturated. I, I, this morning, literally, I was praying in my pool. Now, I know that sounds weird to some of you guys, but that's where I was doing my prayer time this morning. And I was, I was in there, and I was wet, and I had this thought, literally, in, in my journal, is it possible to be wetter? Like, if you put your arm under the water, right? I have water on it, but is, can you get wetter? I, I don't, I, I don't, I was having that, I was, I was wondering, because the whole concept is what Olga said, I really believe God wants more. So I was kind of thinking, okay, is there a way to have, how do I have more of, of, of God? I know this to be true. The only way to have more of God is to start with a personal relationship with God through Jesus Christ. Thank you. Being together in this space today is really good. If you've never begun a relationship with Jesus, I'd like to invite you today to start following Jesus. It's not about your behavior. It's not about your church attendance. It's about the reality that Jesus is for you. God's not mad at you. He's madly in love with you. Would you right now pray this prayer with me? Hey God, it's me. I've sinned and I know it. And I can't fix me. But today, I receive you, Jesus, as my Savior. I believe that you died on that cross for me and that you were buried for three days and then you became alive again. And I invite you into my life to guide me and direct me all the rest of the days of my life. And with that prayer, my friend, welcome to God's family. I'd like to continue our friendship. If you would email me, pastor at hopeinocala.com. I'll follow up with you and together we'll celebrate Jesus in your life. Peace.